Welcome back to the third edition of the Thirsty Freeze. And welcome back to Motorsport 101. Yes, who knew that Scott McLaughlin was extra parched? Hey, gang, welcome to episode 393 of Motorsport 101. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Dre Harrison. And yeah, welcome to the penultimate round of the 2022 Verizon, Indi- oh, Verizon? NTT data, of course, IndyCar series. Uh, it, nope, it's, na- it's, now, it's now the PPG IndyCar Championship. The, 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 there we go. That, that one. With Kerbagajanian. <laughs> Of course, of course. It's the, it's the Northern Lights Indie Racing League, presented by <laughs> don't, Pat Boys. Don't, 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 don't you put that evil on me, O'Connell. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. That's a funny one. Ah, oh, dear. Right, so, episode 394, we are talking Portland here, and, uh, well... This was an intriguing race in the context of the title race. Maybe not the most entertaining race on paper that we ever had, but certainly one that had title implications up and down the field and a lot of interesting stories before we set up for the season finale, which is coming up this weekend at <clears throat> WeatherTech Raceway, formerly known as Laguna Seca, of course. It's still Laguna Seca. It's WeatherTech Raceway. It's still Raceway Mazda Raceway in my heart. It's still just regular old Laguna Seca Raceway. That's what we call it in my work. <laughs> uh, well, you know, one of those names will will suffice. We'll definitely get to that. But first, let's go around the horn real quick. First up, Cam Buckley. Hello, sir. Hello, everyone. Um, Dre, I want you to know that I will never, ever let you get over what you said about Scott, Scott and Lachlan coming into this series. Never. And, and what what did I say about Scott McLaughlin on the way in? <laughs> you had doubts. I, these doubts were perfectly reasonable to have. Honest. They gave him the three. You know who else who had the three? Dale Earnhardt. He's doing it for Dale. <laughs> Counter that point. You know who else inherited the three afterwards? That's right. NASCAR playoff contender. Austin Dillon, your boy. Oh. Well, um, you know, when Dale decides to smile that that wonderful mustache face down on Daytona and cause a massive rainstorm into turn one, you got to take the wins with the losses. Honestly, we've, we're have we like way past that in the news cycle because y'all, NASCAR's coming back to North Wilkesboro Raceway for the All-Star Race. We they played did the long game and we killed Texas. <sighs> I'm dead. Well, at least for now, it's dead. Yeah. Uh, I've never said this with my chest more. Rest in piss, bozo. (laughs) Pack watch. Texas pack watch. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. And also, we got RJ O'Connell. How you doing, big man? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, We should also mention that we had members of our extended community. Our family was here at Portland. Brian King was there work, working for Jalopnik. Krista Hardy was working for TobyChristie.com. Meant to have him on the show this week, but things didn't work out, but it's cool. Zoe Hamilton, friend of the show Tony Smith was there. It was a good time. I'm jealous. I I was jealous. They, they were down there. Seemed to have a great time. Um, like All James I know and- is yeah. uh, I was talking to one of my friends in our server, and 
out of nowhere, Chris kicks in the door and is talking cards against humanity with me. <laughs> and I so wish I could have been a fly on the wall in that room. God help them all, because that would have been... That must have been pure carnage, because uh, coming to Broadway this season, praying the gay away the musical, I'm not sure is, is one that's going to hit different. Um, oh, God. <laughs> this is what happens when Ron DeSantis gets involved in musical theater. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. So we'll talk all about the Grand Prix of Portland. We'll talk about Scott McLaughlin completely dominating the Grand Prix of Portland. Yeah, yeah it was more like a Scott McLaughlin, am I right? Yay. That's one for you bus bro fans out Hashtag there. Hashtag bus bros. Uh, yeah, bus bros indeed. Fist bumps all around, etc. We, we we gained a third bus bro in David Malukas, who is now like... Bus almost- cousin. Yeah, like 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 he's like he's been, he's been sworn in as their Gen Z cousin. It's great. Um, yeah, but we'll talk about McLaughlin's dominance of the entire weekend. We'll talk about some of the action in the midfield because Will Power is going into the final round of this championship in pretty good hands with a now twenty point lead. We'll get into some of that action as well, and we'll preview the final round at Laguna Seca and. We, I'm giving the, the crew one last chance to change their title predictions because I'm such a generous person as lead host of this show. I, I'm a firm believer of mercy, unless when it comes to Cam. In, in which case, have at it. Uh, so- <laughs> no mercy is desired, and no mercy will be given. <laughs> Sinners will be given no quarter, etc. Um, before that, here's basically you can find us real quick. We're on youtube.com forward slash motorsport 101. We're on facebook.com forward slash motorsport 101. We're on Twitter, motorsport underscore 101. If you want to find our personal handles, you can. And Harrison101HD at RJ O'Connell and at CBuckley917. Um, you can follow us on our website, motorsport101.com, for all of our content, including written reviews of uh, all of this past weekend's action. Formula One, IndyCar, and MotoGP, all up on Motorsport 101, written by yours truly. Check that out when you get a chance. Um, and also, if you really like us, you can back us financially on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Motorsport 101. Five bucks gets you early access to all of these episodes before they are released to the public. You also get Discord access, all of that fun stuff in there as well. Do check it out if you haven't already. Without further ado, let's get into IndyCar's Grand Prix of Portland. It was another dominant display from the front of the field from Scott McLaughlin as he won his third race of the season, leading 104 out of 110 laps on the day. And, well, never really looked like he was going to lose, even with a late restart towards the end of the race. It was a race that only had... Just the one caution all day, amazingly. Pretty much 105 laps of green flag running. Only Joseph Newgarden has more wins this season now than the Kiwi sophomore. And fun fact, the bus bros have now won 50% of the IndyCar races we've had this season, which is uh, quite the target on the back. Which, hey, leads me into my question. Could Scotty be the early favorite for the Astor Cup in 2023? We were just talking about on our F1 review about Colton Herta and how, you know, if things had broken differently at the Indianapolis 500, he'd be in better shape for having to get a super license without having to bend the rules. 
But you want to talk about people whose uh, season potentially lived and died on a on a lackluster result at the Indianapolis 500? It's Scott McLaughlin because outside of that really rough stretch in the late spring, that dude has been automatic, especially coming that stretch. I mean, I know Portland's not a track where you can pass on track easily, but this was one of the more dominant performances of the season. Like, he looks like he belongs here. Dre, I don't blame you for having your doubts about Scott McLaughlin. Again, he only had one year of relevant open-wheel racing experience back in Formula Fords going into this. This dude had basically no relevant pedigree. It's like if if Jimmy Johnson was younger, dude, he wasn't even the most impressive rookie of last season. But, mm. I mean, the second-year gains, tremendous. He, he's got the road straight courses figured out. He was uh, his o- his oval prowess was already as strong as suit when he was around last year. Mm. Like it's it's all coming good now. I'll tell you what, it was a project, but the project's looking good. It's 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 remarkable. It is genuinely astonishing how fast he's picking this up. It is like this is one of the strongest single seat series of any like our strongest lineups of any series in global motorsport like, like he, in second place has been was willpower willpower is one of the fastest dudes in the history of this series on raw speed alone and power didn't have an answer for mclaughlin all day by half, close but not close enough. Yeah, by half distance, he'd ripped off an eight-second lead, and then McLaughlin was able to just manage it. He was able to let it. We let it whittle down a bit, but he it never looked like he was in any sort of real trouble at, at any point during the 110 laps. He just thought as soon as he nailed his restart on after the caution, race was over. Like like that was it. Like all he had to do was just match Power and Dixon behind him, and then that was it. Like. These are not scrubs. The other two race wins he's had this season, he was holding off Alex Pillow, the reigning series champion. Who just got eliminated from contention, as well as Paddle Award. But I guess that makes it a little less awkward if Pillow gets frozen out of an IndyCar seat next year, which which is looking less likely to happen, but still. Yeah, just just a touch, just a trifle less awkward. I mean, yeah, they're still they're still sitting down for mediation. There's still a chance they may be able to settle this out of court. Um, we'll have to wait and see. It, it sounds, according to Marshall Pruitt, that it looks like it's going to go into the off season after the season finale this this weekend. Um, so we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. But uh, I mean, Polo seemed reasonably optimistic about it when interviewed. I'm actually remarkable. It's actually remarkable how open. Pelo has been about the whole thing since this was announced, but um, normally you just you just don't get any discussions about legal cases, and yet Pelo's been pretty candid about the whole thing. But um, I digress. I mean, it's the third win McLaughlin's had this season, and they've all been like once he gets to if once he gets to the front, and if he gets a clear run, how do you beat him? Like the only guy that's done that to him all year long was Joseph. On the last lap, trying a trying a sort of hail mary pass up the outside on a one groove Texas Motor Speedway. 
with 500 yards to go. I mean, it's 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 absolutely crazy. Like he's he's now becoming one of the best front runners in this series. He's one of the best drivers in yeah. this series. Period. And it comes to the caveat that, like, yes, if you're a rookie at Team Penske, you are obviously going to have better resources at your disposal to acclimate to your first couple of years of IndyCar racing than you would at, let's say, a Yunkos Hollinger or mm, a Dale Coin Racing. But I'm telling you, he really had to prove himself after being fairly unspectacular by the standards he set in supercars coming into the sport. Yeah. But he's really taken that step forward, and I would be shocked and surprised. Don't mind me just sitting back here with the biggest grin on my face. He is. He, he is. Is that he good? Is capital skills- H him in the series of this one. I mean, mm. not even just as a front runner, but like in Nashville, which he, he didn't quite get all the way back to the win because he only got defeated by, oh, I don't know, Scott Dixon. Yeah. Um, I mean, he cut back through the field pretty out of his mind. Like he turned the AI down to easy mode. As 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 Dre said, maybe a better uh, month of May. Which I mean, all of all of Penske really had a pretty anonymous month of May at their you know their historic um, signature event, mm. and we're probably looking at him a bit closer into the title fight. He's not eliminated, but a lot has to go right for him to have a shot at the title. Yeah, yeah he's forty. He's forty-one back. I mean, it, it's going. You're talking cars are not going to have to show up on the day, basically at this point. For him to realistically have a chance, so it's. I mean, there's still uh, a chance. It's basically just like power has to be knocked out and knocked out early to have a chance. And then yeah. you've still got to gain a whole heap of points on New Garden and Dixon. I mean, he, he wins tomorrow. He wins this weekend, and it's not even in his hands. Yeah, nope. He, he needs a lot of help to get there, but it is still feasible. Um, like I said, forty-one points. I mean, if this, if the last round was still a double-point finale, then maybe we'd have a different conversation about this. But uh, sadly, it is not, or maybe for the better that it's not. Depends on your perspective, I suppose. But mm-hmm. qu- question for t- to you two here, I mentioned this on Twitter as well. How many indie car drivers did you take over Scott McLaughlin right now? Mm. Four or five. I just I said my point. My answer was I don't think it's more than five. Yeah, it's a it's a real it's a real short list, and they're all dudes that have been in this game. Do, do you take Dixon? You probably, probably take Dixon. Yeah. Probably, do you take Dixon? Probably you take, take New Garden. I'll take New Garden. Yeah. Probably take uh, uh, Power. Uh, depends, really. Power's been so good this year, though. I could take a flyer on Pato. Also eliminating from championship contention, sadly. Uh, McLaren has supplanted uh, Andretti Autosport as the third best team in the sport, but it's just not quite close enough. Do you, do you take do you take Pillow over him? Ooh. Ooh. Last year's Pillow, yes. This year's out, Pillow, I don't know. It's not He's... even really a sophomore slump. It's just like, you know, he just He's had got a, a bunch bit of, of an off track distraction now, doesn't he? Hmm. Even still, he was driving relatively fine. It's just uh, some brakes just didn't go his way. 
had a couple of close ones, but he was just like narrowly beaten on the day a couple of times by slightly faster dudes, like you know, like, like Pano Award in a, a barber and McLaughlin in you know at um mid Ohio, for example. Okay, got caught by the caution that undid his month of May in one fell swoop. Mm-hmm. It's close. The point is, I don't think I'd be taking anyone more than those guys I just mentioned. Yeah. Like, I think it's it's four or five tops yeah. we're talking here. Um, you know, it's McLaughlin is now a borderline elite runner in this series now, and I don't it, even think it's borderline anymore. It's it's that that Penske team, like they downsized, they got rid of Simon Pagano and Helio Castroneves in the last half decade, and they're absolutely fine. Like Power has a seriously good chance of winning the Aster Cup, like. New Garden can win five or six rounds every year. This is this, this is the first time anyone's won five races in an IndyCar season since Pagano in 2016. Um, and now McLaughlin is can can win multiple times a year and is now a free tool driver who can win anywhere. That team has no weakness. It's well, they do. Fortunately, it? it's well, the, the biggest. It's the Indy 500, which is the biggest event of the year. Well, it's a, that's a Penske problem, not a driver problem, I would oh, say. Yeah. Because, I mean, McLaughlin's got excellent oval pace. Powell's won a 500. Newgarden's been on the podium before. Um, I think that's more of a Penske issue rather than a driver issue. But, yeah, you're, you're right. It is a significant weakness. But that's about it out of that lineup. And their main competition, Chip Ganassi, well, is a bit all over the place. Dixon is still Dixon, and we'll get to him in a minute. Mark, let's be fair, Marcus Ericsson is becoming that dude now. I mean, yeah, he was a bit, a little bit underwhelming to this weekend. I mean, this just didn't work out for him. The qualifying did him in and he only gets back to 11th. But he's still a remarkably consistent driver now, Marcus Ericsson. And he will land you. He will land you anywhere from fifth to eighth every weekend. Yeah. And in a series where its championship favorite has only won one race all year. That's better than you think it is. Like, it's not like F1 where you need to win seven, eight, nine races a year to be champion. In IndyCar, you can you can go off one win, which Power is doing right now, and win the title. I mean, Polo last year did it on three. Nobody won more than three last year. And like I said, more, winning more than five in a season is rare in IndyCar. Because it's last so- person to do it was Pagano in 2016. Mm. And- also with Penske. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 wild, and yeah, it, it's 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 a nice segue. But uh, oh, I mean, yeah, the Boss Bros have a fifty percent win rate on the year. That is more wild. Th- a little more than fifty percent, actually, because we haven't gotten to race sixteen yet. Yeah, which so, will probably be on by the time you're listening to this. Yeah, they're going five hundred at worst. In other words, which is incredible. Like Team Penske, even though they've had a poor five hundred, and even though they've been a bit unassuming at times still just winning 10 races a year and it doesn't feel like they've won 10 races a year they've got nine out of 15 this season which is just incredible it's, it's an it's a it's a team that's imper- almost impervious besides 
its own signature round. But hey, that's for that's for the month of May. I mean, this was a, a mixed bag in general for the championship six that was going into this race. Polo just didn't look fast at all all day. Marcus Ericsson only went from 18th to 11th. He now needs a miracle at minus 39. Pado Award is mathematically out. Um, just, you know, just couldn't get a big enough result on his rivals to do it. Realistically, gentlemen, I think it's fair to say it's a free horse race. It's willpower in front and then New Garden just ahead on of Dixon on count back, but they're both 20 points back. And you look at the stories of these races, gentlemen, and oh, I want, I want to talk about New Garden first and how big an error was that final pit stop? Uh, that... It was, that's uh, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one to take. Um, mm. They, this was a alternate tire race all the way through. Mm-hmm. I guess Joseph Newgarden thinks he's got the pace on a fresh set of primary tires that could be as good as on a used set of alternates, and. For whatever reason, well, I know the reason. The tire just race tire was just just wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was a throw of the dice because he needed he, he didn't need to just chip away some points. He needed to take a big chunk, and mm-hmm. it just backfired. He entered the race three points behind power. Like, but with, all he had with to do the was... way power has been all year. Ugh. So I, yeah, so I want to. I actually, because uh, IndyCar is nice enough. Uh, I, of course, the resident IndyCar hawk of this podcast. I get the press releases, and they tell me that, like, yeah, Will Power has uh, has a twenty point lead. Uh, he held a fifty one point lead over Elio Castro in twenty fourteen. It would have been Harvard to give that up. And this is not the Will Power who, for three straight years. Came into the final race with the championship lead and then lost it three years in a row. 2010, 2011, 2012, all by less than 20 points. This is this is not the willpower of old who would find new and inventive ways to be the fastest driver over the course of a season and still lose the Astor Challenge Cup at the end. If anything, the story of Power's season has been one where he hasn't he's qualifying is still great. He hasn't had the outright pace to win races, but he's but the, the stat that jumped off the page to me with power this season, 11 out of 15 races this season in the top four. That's, un, had, that's unreal. That's the kind of stuff we expect from Scott Ditson. He's had an unbelievably high floor. It's one of the highest floors I've ever seen in a motorsport series. Fourth, 11 top four finishes on the year, but only one win. That was back in Detroit. Um, and this race, he spent pretty much the entire 110 laps staring at the rear wing of Scott McLaughlin. But hey. that's all he needs to do. Like, McLaughlin is not a threat, you know? So he stood there. He was under pressure from Dixon at the end of the race, and we withstood the pressure. Finished ahead of Dixon, which is all he needs to do, and took a, a comfortable second. And that's fine for Will uh, at the moment. He's like a podium finish will guarantee power the championship 
at Laguna Seca. And I was going to say, that would normally be a big ask, but Powers lived in that territory all year long. <laughs> it's the worst event of the year, really, was again the 500, where Penske was anonymous across the board. He finished, I want to say, 15th. Yeah, I think it was it was in the teens. So the only but then other he's got, like, bogey event was like Road America, and that wasn't all his fault with Sub Devlin. Yeah. Oh t- God. T- Toronto's the one that leaps off to me as the the like the genuinely real bad power round because that was the one where he went across to turn one curb and damaged his car. Um besides that, not much. Like he's he's not really um it's it's a very weird one this year because all three of our remaining, I mean, realistic championship uh, protagonists, all three of them had a pretty bad final 500 result. Yeah, highest one being New Garden in 13th. It's 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 crazy. I mean, again, I'm, like I, I've been talking about this the story of our protagonists here going into this final round, and that's power and New Garden, like. He's been Couldn't be a more opposite season to power yeah. if he tried. New Garden, five wins on the year. He has been outside of the 500, the oval driver of 2022. Three wins on the other ovals this season should have really been four if it wasn't for his car failure in Iowa. Mm. This is the second Iowa race because he, he, he could have easily doubled up that weekend. You want to know the last guy who won five races in the season and didn't win the championship? That would, of course, be Will Power. You want to know who the who the guy who won six races this season didn't win the title? That, again, was Will Power. <laughs> so you're I, telling me Joseph Newgarden is now going through his early 2010s Will Power stage. Uh, When's he going to flip a pair of birds at race control? Which would be weird to say because, like, if Newgarden's able to pull this back, which, given his incredible level of upside, because... This is what New Garden is. I mean, again, if New Garden is at the front of the field, he's untouchable. Like we saw it at Road America. Alex Rossi threw the house at him. Didn't matter. Iowa didn't matter. You know, Gateway. Only the rampant Malukas could touch him at the end, and he was off sequence. I mean, New Garden is the ultimate ceiling guy in this series. Yeah, that maybe this season really turned on. The car breaking in Iowa race two, because that win was a stone cold padlock lock of the week. It was, and I believe the maths would have been he takes a four point lead going out of that round. If he wins it, he ended up 44 behind as a result of that incident. It was a, a nearly 50 point swing on that crash. Say, he's leading by a healthy margin if that crash does not happen. Yeah, probably by probably by around twenty five points, and that's another that's one for Dixon, which we'll get to briefly as well. I mean, that New Garden season's just been a lot more erratic. He, I, I don't think New Garden has led the championship at any point this season, despite having five wins, <laughs> because he's had so many rough finishes in the middle of the year: the Iowa crash, the Indianapolis free ride that he was in the middle of which he didn't finish in. He was completely anonymous at Long Beach. He only, ha- uh, Newgarden only led after Long Beach, and it wasn't by much. That was coming off of back-to-back wins. He led by five over McLaughlin. That, shout out to racingreference.info for this information, oh, yeah. by the way. But other than that, uh, he has not led the points. Mark Saracen, 
led six out of the following six out of seven weeks after the Indianapolis 500 and top fives and top tens. Somehow it's not enough. If you don't sprinkle in a podium or two after that. No. Now Ditson, Ditson, we, we were ready to give up on this dude after he threw away the Indianapolis 500. But that's just it, is if he hadn't botched the 500, he would have already sealed the title. Both of them. Like, it's... The funny thing is, that's the only race this season that Scott Dixon has not finished in the top 10. It is his one mistake all year, yet is the ultimate cardinal sin of IndyCar. You don't fuck up the 500. And, And... he oh, it's was an overwhelmingly what? dominant car he had as well. The far, for all intents and purposes, the greatest qualifying run in 500 history. Had the fastest car all fortnight. And being one mile an hour over the speed limit might cost him both major honors. Because besides that, he has been vintage Dixon. Just does not give you an inch to work with all year long. He's always in the mix. Like, this race at Portland was the stereotypical vintage Dixon 2022 red wine bottle premium mix of his qualifying has gone to shit. He qualifies 16th on the on the grid. And, and out of nowhere, after Padua Ward tries to dive bomb the Christ out of power at turn one on the final restart, there's Scott Dixon. And all of a sudden, he's third. Sunday man. He's the ultimate Sunday man. Like... To put it into perspective, his average qualifying result all year has been 11. Like, I think it's 11. In other words, he's barely making round two for most of the season. His average finish this year, in the sixes. He On average, he gains five places a race. It's incredible. It's... it's he's, just, he's just impervious to Sundays. He just finds a way to get solid results week after week after week. And it's it's really, really weird how Dixon's had a vintage classic Dixon year that any other year would probably win him the title, but he's also carrying the ultimate mistake that might cost him everything. Because we all know that, you know, Dixon's got six Aster Cups. He'd be, you know, he's got a very good, he's still got a decent chance of a seventh. You know, it would be the most Dixon thing in the world if he was to come back and, and find a way to finish second or third at the Guna Saker and win the title that way. But then he's also carrying the single biggest F up. Maybe we've seen the IndyCar for the last two or three years, and that was that 500 and being one mile an hour over the speed limit on entry. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. It's, it's going to be... It's going to be a fascinating title to side. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, who's who do you think is going to play the role of spoiler? You think it could it could easily be McLaughlin? It could easily be Colton Herta with what with potentially one more dominant Lakuna Seca win potentially on the way out. Yeah, he is really good about that. Yeah, like didn't he win there as a rookie? He won there oh, yeah. in his first his try, and then won there again last year. Yeah, he is stupid good at Laguna Seca. Like it, it you, you got a very good point. It could easily be Colton Herter um, this weekend that could play spoiler. I think McLaughlin's <sighs> going to be in the mix. He's he's, he's just on on red hot form. 
at the moment. Wouldn't put it past wouldn't put it past him if Alex Rossi was in the mix. He's also pretty good at Laguna Seca. Was you On know way out at Andretti. Yeah, you know, final race for Andretti would be pretty cool. You know, hell, you know, Grosjean was pretty fast around here last year as well. You know, should have been in the mix. Um, was on the podium last year. Could have yeah. won that race too. Yeah, um, Romain Grosjean really could use another return trip to the podium to, yeah. to close the season out on something a little less than a whimper because, like, the results just haven't been there. Yeah, he's... Say that for all of Andretti. Yeah, it's it's the 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 operating window for Andretti all year has not been good, and Grosjean was nowhere in Portland. He's been like, it's funny. We had a conversation about that with King back in Long Beach about that Grosjean might be the spiritual leader of Andretti now. He might be now by default only because Herta might have one foot out of the door. But if if Grosjean's the best you've got in your team now, you're going to have some problems. Who would have seen uh, going into this year a near total turnover of Andretti's entire lineup? Yeah, it's that's it's, Kirkwood time, baby. It, it's it's and yeah, Kirkwood's had a rough year. Like I, I know it's you know he's a rookie and I know he drives for Foyt, but it has not been good up in these streets for Kirkwood either. And yeah, get this like, man out of Foyt. Yeah, God, Foyt is just poison at this point. It's it's it is just so brutal um for, for him right now and yeah hopefully andretti gets him a platform to work with here but yeah we could be seeing 75 percent of the andretti team turned over it's 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 uh it's a we are going to get 75 percent of that team turned over i mean holy shit that's uh that's that's quite the trip to say the least um but well we're going into laguna seca now gents and first of all Rookie of the year, as as uh, David, I'm not Joseph Newgarden Malukas was going through on Bus Bros, talking about the rookie of the year fight. I believe it's five points Lungard has on on Malukas going into the final round. Hit, hit me with it, RJ. He is uh, from the IndyCar official standings. There, yeah, it is. It is just five points. Lungard with a slight advantage both drivers have been on the podium where do we see that one going then gents Mm. i'm gonna say i'm gonna say lungard i'm going with david malukas Mm. because he seems to he seems like more often like he can make an impression up in the uh, second and third rounds of qualifying at a place point. where track position is so important. It's going to be close, but I think I think Malukas gets done from five points back. I say Lungard. I think uh, I think the road course side of it, I think favors RLL and Lungard a little bit. That's fair. And. I'd also say that it's probably high time for Lungard to really put in a, a really great result because he, like the rest of RLL, have kind of just been there all year. I think he has their only podium this year. He does. Rahul cracked the top five this past weekend. So, I mean, it's not been all dreadful for RLL. I mean, Jack Harvey's dropped off a cliff this year, which is a real shame because oh, he was he was excellent at Mayor Shank, and it's just not worked for him at RLL so far this season. Um, 
I, I'm leaning to... It's, it's annoying because I think pound for pound, Lungard shown me a little bit more in race trim. Like, Malukas is an excellent qualifier. Like, he's really improved in that department over the course of the year. So yeah. many times he's been banging on the door of making fast sixes, a lot more frequently than he has. Um, the thing I have with this is that I picked Malukas for Rookie of the Year when this season started, and I kind of want to stick with that pick. But because both guys had rough races in, in Portland, we just had. I mean, Lungard was running on the podium for the first half of that race, then stalls in the pit lane and then drives into the anti-cut board with, with you know, off the final restart. Lingard completely ruined what could have been a top five finish. And that would have probably cemented the rookie of the year for him before he'd yeah. even gotten to this round. But, um, but then Malukas, his, his, his black tire stint was dreadful. It just dropped him all the way down the field. The black um, tire just wasn't, it just wasn't the tire. Yeah, like it wasn't the only guy this happened to, to be fair, but Malukas in particular had a dreadful time with that tire. Um, a lot of drivers after the race reported that their black tire setup just did not work, and Malukas was one of the worst affected by that. I'm yeah. going, I'm going to stick with Malukas on that one uh, more than anything else, but um, mostly out of pride. <laughs> yeah, because you're going wire to wire on this one. I, I, I hope so. Like, I can, I, excuse me, I can see that. Uh, I can see that script writing. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> I may or may not have put Lingard in my notes. Um, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, um, but I go. It's it, it's a tough one. It is a tough pick because they've they've both had really excellent performances over the course of the season. Um, very impressive rookie class in general. Um, yeah. Like Formula One's loss has certainly been IndyCar's gain, et cetera, et cetera. Another great success at the Alpine Academy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they get so many chances. So it's only the only thing we can really leave you with now before we get out of here. It's our last minute stone cold padlock lead pipe lock to win the astor challenge cup who's going to embrace the trophy and potentially try and lift it is it a heavy trophy it's a big trophy the the, pro, the proper one is big they this i think they give them the smaller replica for a reason but um what do you reckon fellas do, do, do you think power has enough of a, with, with, with 20 points in hand <laughs> he is the uh he is the one driver that I believe has uh has, I want to say he's won here before. Has he won here before? I don't think so. If it has, it's no, been a he while. no, he has he has not because I remember the willpower broke in a champ car after Laguna Seca dropped off of their calendar, and then by the time it came back. Colton Herta has cleaned up all of the other occasions. Is 20 points enough? I think Power's floor is too high this year. That's what I I'm think thinking. that even if New Gardner Dixon can win, and they are certainly more than capable of doing so, um, I don't think... Uh, mechanical issues aside, and they have been 
They they have crept in at Penske this year. There's been a couple. I don't think Will will have a bad enough result to overturn that 20-point gap. Um, I mean, stranger things have happened. Uh, when a Penske driver comes in with a seemingly unassailable championship lead in a, ra- in a championship deciding finale in Northern California. Um, Pick new garden. You know you want to. Um, somehow, I got a hunch that Joseph Newgarden has just enough in the tank to pull out a big result and win from 20 points down. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, there's no shame in seeing willpower win a, win a second championship to further cement his legacy as an all-timer. It's what he said after Portland. He said, I want to win it for the guys that have been with me for the last decade. That was, that was his words after finishing second in Portland. And you know what? I'm with him. I, I think I think it's Powers' year. I really do. And oh, we all we all got run around we all and disrespected just, Scott Dixon. We all just wrote off Scott Dixon at our peril. Oof, we are going to be. We're going to report next weekend like drenched in pan, in pancake batter out of sheer punishment for oh writing off Scott Dixon. Yeah, we're gonna just straight up drink buttermilk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 oh no we're not transferring that bet that's not what we're doing here <laughs> no but i the, my big thing with dixon is just the qualifying and track position is so important at laguna seca yeah mm. it is it, like i said average qualifier 11th 11th full year and that might come back to bite dixon right at the death um it's so hard to put overtake at Laguna Seca. There really isn't an obvious spot besides maybe turn one. And you yeah. can try the corkscrew if you're brave enough. That's <sighs> Colton's dad. Yeah. Um, I asked Jimmy Johnson's side pod last year. Um, <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, we all just wrote off Scott Dixon. Um, we are going to eat a nice tall um, slice of humble pie on next week's show when he inevitably wins the championship and we all look stupid. But um, if anybody asks, Cam made me do it. But uh, <laughs> uh, I will not be, I will not be incriminated here. If, oh, but you will. Um, <laughs> IndyCar's season finale, Laguna Seca, this weekend. By this time next week, we'll know who will lift the 2022 Aster Cup. Will it be willpower for the second time? Will it be an unprecedented seventh Aster Cup for Scott Dixon? Or does time Joseph, with Foyt. Time, the time all time of the great AJ Foyt. Or does New Garden win his third Aster Cup in six years? It's, it's going to be a fascinating fight. Congratulations and, also to Linus Lundquist for wrapping up the Indy Lights title. All he indeed. has to do is start. Uh, Miles Rowe deserved better than have his uh, season mm. in the way that it did. No, but no, 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 no grudges to Michael D'Orlando for picking up the title. It's just, man, that's that's rough. It is rough. Yeah, all the best to Miles Rowe. I know, I know his his funding situation still isn't great. It's it's not nice for anyone to have to read that Roger Penske, out of his generosity, has had to cut him two checks. 
just to you know keep him afloat in in on, on the road to indie please someone fund this man like he's 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 an immense talent at the end of the day and we would love to see more color representation on on the road up and uh yeah, yeah you know, fingers crossed that uh, someone can save him because uh you know if this year wasn't even to go by it could be tough for him certainly but uh yeah the, the title decider we'll be back next week to talk about that it's a you know reasonably quiet week it's only only some italian grand prix to get through afterwards yeah yeah <laughs> some italian grand prix yeah you know mustard engine oh, comes grand prix a little oh god it's disgusting <laughs> it's so bad go back and we'll listen to our indie car uh our formula one uh review for for more no no kidding and uh yeah don't worry. I did, my pre-order for my Ferrari shirt is on the way. I will. I will get to sport yellow on this podcast. Like next the week. shirt's fine. Just the shirt's the, great. Yeah, but uh, you know, shame about the, the team. Yeah, shame rear wing's nice though. Else. Rear wing's nice though. Right, let's get out of here. Uh, <laughs> basically, you can find us one more time: YouTube.com, Motorsport One Hundred One, Facebook, same slash line, Motorsport One Hundred One Pod on Instagram for content updates and all of that stuff website motorsport101.com for all written reviews and all our content in general our twitter motorsport underscore 101 our personal handles at harrison 101 hd at rj o'connell at c buckley 917 the season finale is it new garden is it dixon is it power we'll find out next week until then sayonara later y'all So do we have to drink buttermilk or do we have to chew a water bottle live? I think we have to buy a uh, carton of husky chocolate for the unprecedented miracle of Marcus Erickson wins the title. If Scott McLaughlin reverses this from 41 points out, he's got to get chicken nuggets in the Astor Cup already ready for him. Yes, yes, yes.